The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Well, we made it again. It's Friday, and I hope you found lots of blessings this week. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, June 4th, 2021, Friday of the ninth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle one, and Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. Our saint today is St. Petrock. He was born in Wales, became a monk, and with some of his friends went to Ireland to study. They immigrated to Cornwall in England, and after 30 years there, Petrock made a pilgrimage to Rome and Jerusalem. He's also reputed to have reached the Indian Ocean, where he lived for some time as a hermit on an island. He then returned to Cornwall, built a chapel, established a community of his followers, and then became a hermit, where he again attracted followers and was known for his miracles. St. Petrock died in 564 A.D. He is the patron of Cornwall. St. Petrock, pray for us. Let's offer the day to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, in union with that divine intention with which you offered to God your praises on earth through your most sacred heart, and now offer them in the sacrament of the Eucharist everywhere, even to the end of time, I most gladly offer you throughout this entire day all my thoughts and intentions, all my affections and desires, all my words and deeds in imitation of the most holy heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary Immaculate. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for young people who are preparing for marriage with support of a Christian community. May they grow in love with generosity, faithfulness, and patience. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here is today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. One of the ancient expressions of faith in the Church is the following. Jesus Christus, perfectus Deus, perfectus homo, which is Latin for Jesus Christ, perfect God and perfect man. And here in this time of prayer, we can begin by making an act of adoration. We actually began this prayer by saying, my Lord and my God. And we can turn to you now, Jesus, and say this. You are perfect God. You are God himself. And while we deal with you as our friend, because you invite us to, you have called us friends, we also worship you as our God, which we don't do with any of our other friends. So Jesus is our best friend, but he is also, he's not just perfect man, he is also perfect God. 
we adore you, O Christ. We make an act of adoration, which is one of the four principal ends of prayer. And so in this time of prayer, Lord, we want to adore you. The Messiah in ancient Israel was a very important figure. Right? The, if you read the scriptures of the Old Testament, there's this growing anticipation and expectation for the coming Masiach, the Anointed One, the Messiah who will redeem Israel, who will redeem the whole world. And there's a strong expectation of who this person would be. And one of the kind of stipulations right, or requirements for the, the job description, we could say, of the Messiah is that he needs to be a son of David. Right? He should come from, the, from the, the family line of the King David. That he be the human descendant of David himself. And in fact, when you open the book of the Gospel of Matthew, that's the first thing you read. Right? Jesus, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Right? That's how Matthew begins his gospel. And he's trying to make a point from the very beginning to his Jewish listeners that Jesus Christ, this, this man from Nazareth, is a son of David. And therefore, he qualifies to be the Messiah. But Lord, we know that it's not just about your ancestry. Right? It's not simply the fact that you are a descendant of David, because there were many descendants of David. There were many people that came after David that could claim his lineage. You are not just the son of David. You are also the son of God. This is something that is at the very root of our faith. Jesus is not just a good man. He is not just perfect man. He is also perfect God. Now, the gospel for today talks about this question. And you, Jesus, in talking and teaching in the temple, you asked that question to the audience. As Jesus was teaching in the temple area, he said, How do the scribes claim that the Christ is the son of David? David himself, inspired by the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I place your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. So how is he his son? And the great crowd heard this with delight. That's a beautiful ending to this gospel passage, right? That the crowds were mesmerized by Jesus' teaching. Jesus, you, you, you moved the crowds with delight. They loved to hear about this promised Messiah and the mystery behind this Messiah. The Messiah is not just one more child of David, one more son in the family tree, because David himself refers to him as his Lord. And so it implies that the Messiah is a divine figure. In fact, we see later, after your resurrection, Lord, and the coming of the Holy Spirit in Pentecost, Peter gives that great sermon on Pentecost in which he converts 3,000 people. Right? In that sermon, he makes a comparison between Jesus and David. In fact, he's standing near the tomb of David, and he points to the fact, and he says, 
Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Right, so in contrast to David, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, he's not staying in the tomb anymore. He's not lying here like our forefather. He has overcome death. He is the Messiah. He is both the son of David and the son of God. Jesus does not remain in the tomb. He has overcome death. Therefore, he is God. He is to be worshipped. We can say that David was king. Right? David was the king of Israel. But Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Kyrios. He is the Lord. No Jew ever thought of worshipping David. Right? They didn't fall for the common practice among pagans of worshipping the emperor. Right? Jews rejected that notion because there is only one God, Yahweh. However, they hoped in the Messiah, and they hoped in the Messiah's power. The early Christians had this very clear. Jesus is the Messiah, he is the anointed one. And he is worthy of worship because he is both God and man. Right? To be a Christian, worshiping Jesus is a prerequisite. And this is something that we take for granted. And we know this to be true. But how do we pray to Jesus by worshiping him? Do we have this, this desire to adore God, to adore the sacred humanity of the Lord Jesus Christ? It's one of the four ends of prayer, as I said at the beginning. When we pray, we, we make acts of thanksgiving. Right? We thank God. We ask for forgiveness. We, we also make petition. We request or ask God for things. But first and foremost, we adore him. We recognize him as God. You know, there's a beautiful anecdote from Elizabeth Anscombe, the famous philosopher who... I'm not sure if this was a personal experience of her as a mother, because she had many children, or whether she saw this um, in the, you know, seeing another mother. But basically, she's at Mass, and she describes this scene herself. She says, I knew a child close upon three years old, and only then beginning to talk, but who had been taught very clearly the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. This child was in the free space at the back of the church when the mother went to communion, right? when the child's mother went to communion. And so when the mother returned from receiving the Eucharist, when she returned to the pew, the child asked her, is he in you? Yes, she said, and to her amazement, the child prostrated herself before her mother. The child knelt down on the ground, or perhaps even laid down on the ground in adoration. Adoration looking towards the belly of her mother, because inside her mother is the Eucharist. We are preparing now for Corpus Christi. In fact, in some countries, Corpus Christi was celebrated on Thursday. In any event, 
Corpus Christi is a wonderful time to practice adoration because we believe not only that Jesus is Lord, that he is both the son of David and the son of God, but that he is also present, truly, really present, physically, in the sacrament of the Eucharist. And so we have every right and every privilege to fall down and worship. And we love to worship Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Right? It's a wonderful practice to go to adoration, to adore the Blessed Sacrament when we can. We can ask Mary and Joseph that they help us to increase our devotion to their son, to Jesus Christ, and to adore him. You know, it's amazing to think Mary and Joseph, they, when they looked at Jesus, they saw a boy. They saw a little boy, but they recognized God. This is true for the Christians as well. They saw the early Christians, the apostles, they saw the man, Jesus Christ, but they recognized in him God himself. Let's ask for that faith and for that adoration. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour. We'll begin the liturgical day in just a couple of minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, June 4th, 2021, Friday of the ninth week in Ordinary Time. We join the whole church in prayer now as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth, mouth will, will proclaim, proclaim your praise. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. The Lord is God, the mighty God. The great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord for God's great love is without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord 
for God's great love is without end. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me. Although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Oh, 
Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. O Lord, plead my cause against my foes. Fight those who fight me. Take up your buckler and shield. Arise to help me. O Lord, say to my soul, I am your salvation. But my soul shall be joyful in the Lord and rejoice in his salvation. My whole being will say, Lord, who is like you, who rescue the weak from the strong and the poor from the oppressor? Lying witnesses arise and accuse me unjustly. They repay me evil for good. My soul is forlorn. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. When they were sick, I went into mourning, afflicted with fasting. My prayer was ever on my lips, as for a brother, a friend. I went as though mourning a mother, bowed down with grief. Now that I am in trouble, they gather. They gather and mock me. They take me by surprise and strike me and tear me to pieces. They provoke me with mockery on mockery and gnash their teeth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. O Lord, how long will you look on? Come to my rescue. Save my life from these raging beasts, my soul from these lions. I will thank you in the great assembly. Amid the throng I will praise you. Do not let my lying foes rejoice over me. Do not let those who hate me unjustly wink eyes at each other. O Lord, you have seen. Do not be silent. Do not stand afar off. Awake, stir to my defense, to my cause, O God. Let there be joy for those who love my cause. Let them say without end, Great is the Lord who delights in the peace of his servant. Then my tongue shall speak of your justice all day long of your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you rescue the poor from their oppressors, and you rose to the aid of your beloved Son against those who unjustly sought his life. Look on your church as we journey to you, that the poor and weak may recognize the help you provide and proclaim your saving act. 
My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My son, take my words to heart. Do as I say, and you will live. From the Book of Job The Lord said to Job, Will we have arguing with the Almighty by the critic? Let him who would correct God give answer. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am of little account. What can I answer you? I put my hand over my mouth. Though I have spoken once, I will not do so again. Though twice, I will do so no more. Then the Lord addressed Job out of the storm and said, Gird up your loins now like a man. I will question you, and you tell me the answers. Would you refuse to acknowledge my right? Would you condemn me that you may be justified? Have you an arm like that of God, or can you thunder with a voice like his? Adorn yourself with grandeur and majesty, and array yourself with glory and splendor. Let loose the fury of your wrath, tear down the wicked and shatter them. Bring down the haughty with a glance, bury them in the dust together. In the hidden world imprison them. Then will I too acknowledge that your own right hand can save you. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be hindered. I have dealt with great things that I do not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I cannot know. I had heard of you by word of mouth, but now my eye has seen you. Therefore I disown what I have said, and repent in dust and ashes. I have heard of you by word of mouth, O Lord, but now that I have seen you for myself, I disown all that I have said, and and I I repent repent in in dust and and ashes. Though I have spoken once, I will not speak again, though twice I will do so no more. I shall put my finger against my lips, and And I I repent repent in in dust dust and and ashes. ashes. A reading from a sermon by Baldwin of Canterbury, Bishop. The Lord knows the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. Without a doubt, every one of them is known to Him, while we know only those which He lets us read by the grace of discernment. The spirit of man does not know all that is in man, nor all of the thoughts which he has, willingly or unwillingly. Man does not always perceive his thoughts as they really are. Having clouded vision, he does not discern them clearly with his mind's eye. Often under the guise of devotion, a suggestion occurs to our mind, coming from our own thoughts, or from another person, or from the tempter. And in God's eyes, we do not deserve any reward for our virtue. For there are certain limitations of true virtues, as also of vices which play tricks with the heart and bedazzle the mind's vision. As a result, the appearance of goodness often seems to be in something which is evil, and equally the appearance of evil seems to be in something good. 
This is a part of our wretchedness and ignorance, causing us anguish and anxiety. It has been written, There are paths which seem to man to be right, but which in the end lead him to hell. To avoid this peril, St. John gives us these words of advice. Test the spirits to see if they are from God. Now, no one can test the spirits to see if they are from God unless God has given him discernment of spirits to enable him to investigate spiritual thoughts, inclinations, and intentions with honest and true judgment. Discernment is the mother of all virtues. Everyone needs it either to guide the lives of others or to direct and reform his own life. In the sphere of action, a right thought is one ruled by the will of God, and intentions are holy when directed single-mindedly toward Him. In a word, we could see clearly through any action of ours, or into our entire lives, if we had a simple eye. A simple eye is an eye, and it is simple. This means that we see by right thinking what is to be done, and by our good intentions we carry it out with simple honesty because deceitful action is wrong. Right thinking does not permit mistakes. A good intention rules out pretense. This, then, is true discernment, a combination of right thinking and good intention. Therefore, we must do all our actions in the light of discernment, as if in God and in His presence. The Lord has told you, O man, what is good. And, and this, this is, is what, what he expects of you, to do what is right, to love goodness, and to walk humbly with your God. Trust in the Lord, and do good, and you shall possess the land. And this is what he expects of you, to do what is right, to love goodness, and to walk humbly with your God. Let us pray. O God, whose providence never fails in its design. Keep from us, we humbly beseech you, all that might harm us, and grant all that works for our good. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. 23 minutes before the hour, and we've got the Gospel in conversation with God and morning prayer all coming up. On Daybreak, on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday, June 4th, 2021, Friday of the ninth week in Ordinary Time. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, Jesus is teaching in the temple and poses a question. It's from the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. As Jesus taught in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself, inspired by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I put thy enemies under thy feet. David himself calls him Lord. So how is he his son? And the great throng heard him gladly. 
This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. All of the daily mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Don't forget your guardian angel. Each one of us has one assigned to help us through this life. And while we're talking about guardian angels, don't forget to thank yours. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. As well as creating man and the whole of the visible world, God willed to further transmit his goodness by bringing into being angels, who are creatures which are exclusively spiritual and of the greatest perfection. The angels, who are pure spirits which have no material or corporeal composition, are the most perfect of all the creatures in creation. On the one hand, their intelligence proceeds with a simplicity and acuteness that man is incapable of, and their will is more perfect than the human will. On the other hand, as they have already been elevated to the beatific vision, they are glorified creatures who see God face to face. Through this greater excellence of both nature and of grace, God constitutes the angels as his ordinary ministers. God generally wills to use secondary causes in the government of the world, and he gives them the capacity to influence men and other inferior beings. The name attributed to them by Holy Scripture suggests that revelation gives most importance to the truth as to the tasks of the angels in relation to men. Angel, in fact, means messenger. They are mentioned in many places in the New and Old Testament, and their presence is so obvious as to be inseparable from the salvific action of God towards men. As well as intervening in the extraordinary events of the history of mankind, angels act constantly in the personal lives of men because God in his providence has given to the angels the mission of guarding the human race and of coming to the help of each man. Angels are yet another token of God's goodness towards us. And because of this, they help encourage and strengthen us. They attract us towards all that is good and encourage us to have trust and serenity. One whole book of the Old Testament is dedicated to recounting the help given by an archangel, St. Raphael, to Tobias and his family. Without letting him know of his angelic nature, St. Raphael accompanies young Tobias on a long and difficult journey. He gives him invaluable advice and performs countless services for him. At the end of the narrative, he presents himself. I am Raphael, one of the seven holy angels who present the prayers of the saints and enter into the presence of the glory of the Holy One. God knew all about that family's upright behavior. When you prayed, I brought a reminder of your prayer before the Holy One. And when you buried the dead, I was likewise present with you. When you did not hesitate to go and lay out the dead, your good deed was not hidden from me, but I was with you. Our life also is a long journey. And at the end of it, when with the help of grace we reach the house of our Father God, our guardian angel will be able to say to us, I was with you. For the guardian angels have the mission of helping each man to reach the supernatural end to which he has been called by God. I send an angel before you, God said to Moses, to guard you on the way and to bring you to the place which I have prepared. 
Let us thank God for having wanted to put us under the care of these princes of heaven who function so intelligently and effectively. Let us frequently tell them of the respect that we have for them. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and is available at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Let's pray. We join the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness, in your compassion, Blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight, burnt offering from me, you would refuse my sacrifice a contrite spirit a humbled contrite heart you will not spurn in your goodness show favor to Zion rebuild the walls of Jerusalem then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice holocaust offered on your altar Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, 
to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Truly with you, God, is hidden, the God of Israel, the Savior. Those are put to shame and disgrace who vent their anger against him. Those go in disgrace who carve images. Israel, you are saved by the Lord. Saved forever, you shall never be put to shame or disgrace in future ages. For thus says the Lord, the Creator of the heavens, who is God, the designer and maker of the earth, who established it, not creating it to be a waste, but designing it to be lived in. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I have not spoken from hiding, nor from some dark place of the earth, And I have not said to the descendants of Jacob, Look for me in an empty waste. I, the Lord, promise justice. I foretell what is right. Come and assemble, gather together, you fugitives among the Gentiles. They are without knowledge who bear wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Come here and declare in council together who announced this from the beginning and foretold it from of old. Was it not I, the Lord, besides whom there is no other God? There is no just and saving God but me. Turn to me and be safe, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, there is no other. By myself I swear, uttering my just decree and my unalterable word. To me every knee shall bend, by me every tongue shall swear, saying, Only in the Lord are just deeds and power. Before him in shame shall come all who vent their anger against him. In the Lord shall be the vindication and the glory of all the descendants of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us, Let us go, go into God's, God's presence, presence singing, singing for joy. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Never let evil talk pass your lips. Say only the good things men need to hear, things that will really help them. Do nothing that will sadden the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed against the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, all passion and anger, harsh words, slander, and malice of every kind. In place of these, be kind to one another, compassionate, and mutually forgiving, just as God has forgiven you in Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. At daybreak, be merciful to me. At daybreak, be merciful to me. Make known to me the path that I must walk. Be Be merciful merciful to me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. At At daybreak, daybreak, be be merciful merciful to me. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to to guide guide our feet into into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Through his cross... The Lord Jesus brought salvation to the human race. We adore him, and in faith we call out to him, Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Christ, rising Son, 
Warm us with your rays. And restrain us from every evil impulse. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Keep guard over our thoughts, words, and actions. And make us pleasing in your sight this day. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Turn your gaze from our sinfulness. And cleanse us from our iniquities. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Through your cross and resurrection, fill us with the consolation of the Spirit. Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, our Father, you conquer the darkness of ignorance by the light of your word. Strengthen within our hearts the faith you have given us. Let not temptation ever quench the fire that your love has kindled within us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Well, the weekend is right around the corner, and if you keep your eyes open, I'll bet you can find all kinds of opportunities to make it holy. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. You go out now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.